This week we're going to deal with uh, blind people can't see, tittle-tattle, and then we're going to have a brief uh, action uh, exercise. Blind people can't see. Let me start off. Let me start off by saying that mysterious imaginations can lead to shadow, shadowed thing and unsure living. Okay, mysterious. That's puzzling imaginations can lead to shadowed thinking and unsure living. I want you to write down Ephesians, the first chapter, verse. 18, Ephesians 1 and 18. Ephesians 1 and 18. <clears throat> Look what Paul says. Paul says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. I pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Another translation, uh, God's word translation says, simply says this, then you will have deeper insight. You will know the confidence that he calls you to have and the glorious wealth that God's people will inherit. And then we also have to deal with verse number um, 19. So if you're looking at your Bibles, glance down at verse number 19 as well. Because he says, you will also know the unlimited greatness of his power as it works with might and strength for us, the believers. All right. I pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Now, we must understand here that the eyes referred to in this scripture are your spiritual eyes. I don't know about you, but aren't you glad that he don't expect us to look through our regular eyes because <clears throat> some of us need glasses. All right. And so when he speaks of the eyes of your understanding, he is speaking of <clears throat> your spiritual eyes. Okay. Uh, with spiritual eyes, you receive understanding because God enlightens you by his spirit. So God desires that uh, we may know the truth and not wonder what the truth is. God wants us to know the truth and not be wondering what the truth is. And so in the text, Paul prayed for the believers to know God better. It is my prayer. It is my desire. And I hope it's your prayer. I hope it's your desire that when we come out of this pandemic, that we know God better. <laughs> huh? That we all just know God better. We're, we'll never know everything about God. But when we come out, we ought to know God better. We ought to have more faith in God. Our trust should be deeper. Amen. Amen. And so, how do you how do you get to know someone? How do you how do you get to know someone? Most of the time, most of the time you get to know people by reading biographical information or historical data about them. Okay? That will help you know a lot about that person, okay? But it won't enable you to actually know that person. You can read about a person, okay? But um, uh, uh, that don't mean you know the person, okay? That don't mean you can read about Jesus, but that don't mean that you know Jesus, okay? And so, and so if you... Uh, if you want to get to know someone, you must spend time with that person. How many y'all know when you spend time with people, you really get to know them? So y'all really don't know. You know, we we go to church and we, you know, go to Bible study and we laugh and talk a little bit, but y'all don't really know each other. <laughs> Amen. But now when you when you get to hanging out with people, I don't really know Brother Moody. 
Hey man, I don't know Brother Moody. Now, 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 Sister Moody knows. Okay, Brother Moody, brother, I only know what Brother Moody either tell me or what I see of him. And guess what? When he's around me, he 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 he's at his best behavior. I know that already. He's at his best behavior. Amen. He's at he he even calls Sister Moody baby and sweetheart when he's around me. All right, best behavior. But in order to really get to know a person, all right, you got to spend time with that person. There's no shortcut. There's there there's no shortcut. All right. And so the truth is same with God. It's the same with God. All right. Reading the Bible, great works of theology, devotional material is all wonderful. And I encourage you all to read it, study it. But there is no substitute for knowing God personally. There is no substitute. Okay. Do you really know God or do you know about God? It's one thing for somebody to tell us about him. Well, let's see if I can use a, a pretty good example. It's one thing for me to tell you that God is a healer. If you've never been sick, okay, me telling you that God is a healer, all you have is some information about God. But if you've been sick and God has healed you, then now you, you personally know that God is a healer. You ain't got to, you don't have to declare somebody told me, my mama told me, my daddy told me he was a healer. No, you know from firsthand that God is a healer. And so and so the difference is in spending time with him. All right, so vain imaginations can can dapple the truth of Christ. Okay? Vain imaginations can dapple the truth of Christ, but the Holy Spirit wants us to know the hope of his calling and the riches of his glory in the inheritance of the saints. I don't want us to miss that. That's what he, Paul said, I pray that your eyes, we're trying to open our eyes to everything else. We're trying to get a, a grip, a, a grip everything else. But Paul says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding, okay, it deals with the hope of his calling and the riches of his glory in the inheritance of the saints. In other words, God has given us an inheritance. You have an inheritance. Some of y'all waiting on somebody to die in order to get it. No, don't wait on nobody to die. You already have an inheritance. We have an inheritance that will never fade away. Somebody, somebody, somebody put in the chat, never fade away. It's, 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 it's eternal. Now watch this. What is that inheritance? That heritage is of God himself. That's what it is. Somebody should have jumped off the couch just then. Yeah. It's God himself. And so, and so, and so. Vain imaginations try to imprison you in insecurity, fear, and wondering. I'm going to say it again. Vain imagination, carnal imagination, okay, try to imprison you in insecurity, fear, and wondering. So if you're listening to me now and you feel insecure, if you are fearful, okay, if you are wondering, you know what a person does when they just wonder, they just don't know what to do, okay, maybe, just maybe, you need to put on the eyes of faith. How many of you all know that's the only way that we've been really able to make it through this pandemic? Huh? It, it, it because... We couldn't, we cannot look at what things are right now, okay? But we put on the eyes 
of faith. Learn how to battle against insecurity, against fear, and against wondering by asking the Holy Ghost to lead and guide you into all truth. The devil will try to make you think you're going under. You're not going under. Somebody shout, I'm not going under. Yeah. Okay? But when we have vain imagination, it will imprison us. See, something you have to you have to speak, you have to speak life. Many of y'all know uh, uh, years ago, you've heard the story where I was in a car accident. The car hit me going 120 miles per hour. I was on my way to preach somewhere. After the car hit me and everything, drugged drug the car all the way down the street. Uh, the only thing I had was a bloody nose. And when they came, uh, my good friend, Pastor Greg Brown, come running down to the car. He said he came to the car to see, uh, to see that I was dead. And, 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 and when he, when he, I couldn't open up the door, but I was able to roll down the window. I told him I was ready to preach. I was ready to preach. But of course, you know, by the time they got in touch with Sister Teresa and everything, she made me go to the hospital. She made me go to the hospital, Sister Scarlett. And then when I went to the hospital, they did the x-rays, they did everything on me. Listen, that doctor tried to put some fear in me. Not intentional. <laughs> he was trying to get me to wonder. Because his exact words to me was, I told him I wanted to go home. He made me to sign some papers because he said, by morning, you will be paralyzed from the waist down. Now, that's what he told me. By morning, you will be paralyzed from the waist down. He said, you are just in shock. Okay? But now, I, I could have accepted that. But I told that doctor that night, I said, I simply told him. <laughs> I simply told him, if I'm going to be paralyzed from my waist down, I'd rather wake up in my own bed. I signed myself out and I left. Came home. Went, 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 went to went to bed. Went to sleep. But guess what? When I woke up in the morning, I heard whispers in my ears. I know that was last week. And for a quick second, a quick second, because you can't give the devil long. You really can't. You got to catch it right when it happens. You can't meditate on it. You can't discuss it with him, okay? For a quick second, there was some insecurity. There was some fear. And the devil, I heard the whisper in my ear that says, you can't walk. That's exactly what it says. You can't walk. And immediately, I said, devil, you a lie. And I got up out that bed, and I've been walking ever since. You got to hit fearful imaginations with overwhelming scriptural force. I told the devil when I woke up, I shall live and not die. I will walk in the name of the Lord. When I first got hit and I rubbed my face, I didn't know it was just my nose because there was a whole lot of blood because my head hit the roof of the car. And, 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 and the first thing that came to mind was scripture. And from the book of Ezekiel, that says, and when I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thy own blood, I said, live. That's the first thing I said. All right? You have to hit fearful imaginations. I can't stress this enough. With overwhelming scriptural force, the doctor was well trained in his profession. I take nothing from him. But like blind people, he could not see what I could see. Hey, come on here, somebody. Well, I'm not going to rush tonight. I'm not going to rush. I sat the other night and watched the two-hour and 20-minute movie. I did. Don't, don't send me to hell. But I watched the two-hour and 20-minute movie. So y'all just sit here and listen to me tonight. I ain't going to be that long. Don't worry. Because <laughs> I'll be on here by myself. All right? And so, and so, and so, I, I want somebody to get that. I, I, I need, I need you to get it. I need you to get it. We got to hit fearful imagination. I don't know who I'm talking to, but hit it with overwhelming spiritual, scriptural force. Okay. Couple of things that we must do. 
I'm going to help somebody here tonight. A couple of things that we must do. We must attack facts with truth. I want you to let that sink in. We must attack facts with truth. Sometimes facts and truth conflict with each other. You can see it all day long. <laughs> facts and truth conflict with each other. The fact might be that you are sick. Come on here, somebody. But the truth is, by his stripes, you are already healed. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all. Did y'all catch that? The fact, the fact might be that you cannot pay your rent. But the truth is, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4 and 19. And so sometimes facts and truth conflict with each other. But we learn how to attack facts with truth. And I mean, y'all know the word of God is truth. Hey, heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word is going to stand forever. In other words, if God said it, it's going to come to pass. You know, they got to say, and if God said it, I believe it. That settles it. Whether you believe it or not, when God said it, that settles the matter. Come on here, somebody. That settles it. And so uh, facts and truth conflict with each other. But here it is, 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 here it is. Learn to use the spiritual weapons of the word of God in your life and fight imaginations with the word of God that worketh mightily within you. Now, you know what? You already know what I'm going to say next. In order to fight with the word, you have to know the word. I, 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 I'm sorry, but I don't understand people. I, I don't understand people who don't read the word and expect to be victorious and expect to see like Jesus sees. You remember the message on Sunday? Got ready to feed the 5,000? The disciples saw one way. Jesus saw entirely a different way. But the only way that we're able to see like Jesus sees, we must put on the eyes of faith. And we got to learn to use our spiritual weapon. This is a spiritual weapon. Your mouth is not the weapon. We've been whooping folk too long <laughs> with our mouths. But guess what? Have you noticed when you get through whooping them with your mouth, it don't last that long? Okay, we... we we're going to have to use the word of God because God's word, when you put it in you, it'll work mightily within you. You'll be able to decrease some things. You'll be able to tell the devil, uh -uh, devil, not today. Not today. Okay? And so, so, so speak the word. If the devil says, if the devil says that You'll never make it. Use the word against him and declare, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Use the word. Use the word. When the devil try to make you feel like nobody loves you and nobody cares about you, use the word. Who can separate me from the love of Christ? Use the word. The word is our greatest weapon. And when you get the word down in you, you study the word, that's got to give you revelation of the word. You know, I'm going to tell you something. People don't argue with you long as long as you just use scriptures on them. <laughs> 
They really don't. What does the word, what does the word say about it? Let's use the word of God. All right. And so he says, he says, he says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding, okay, be enlightened that you may know. Can I add, the devil don't want us to know. I'm going to say it again. He don't want us to know because he already knows. He already knows that once our understanding have been enlightened. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm looking at some of y'all. Some of y'all looking like you want to teach. <laughs> once it has been informed, <laughs> once it has been educated, I want everybody to understand tonight. <laughs> huh? Once it begins to process beyond the natural, glory to God. Ah, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Hey, glory. Notice who's, I got to move on. Let me move on because I don't want to teach on that. I don't want to teach on that. But notice whose glory it is. It's not our glory. Who is the king of glory? Psalms 24. The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Watch this. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Somebody need to lift their head up. Come on here. You've been What you've been looking at with your natural eye have caused you to hang your head down low. Somebody ought to shout, the devil is a liar. Oh, there's a hope inside of us. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and even lift him up. The everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? He's the Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. May ah, you be enlightened. May you be enlightened. God wants to enlighten us. And when you've been enlightened, watch this. When you've been enlightened as to who you are and whose you are and by which whom power you are working in and you start using the word of God, then and only then can we pull down every stronghold and everything that's not like God. And when the devil speaks it into your mind, you won't allow it to get into your spirit because you're going to declare it out of your mouth. Hey, my God, that the Bible says, you don't have to argue with me, the Bible says. Let me move on. Let's hold you too long tonight. Another thing I want to deal with tonight, another thing I want to deal with, the thing I want to deal with tonight is tittle-tattle. Tittle-tattle. Look like we wouldn't, shouldn't have to deal with this. But Paul dealt with it in the Corinthian church. And how many of you all know having too much more change? In fact, I believe it's gotten worse because we, 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 we've gotten more educated and more, uh, more knowledgeable. The first thing you need to understand is the enemy, the devil, he's, he, he's a crafty foe. And when I say foe, that just simply means opponent, enemy. Anytime you see that word foe, it means enemy or opponent. He's crafty. He's, he's crafty in what he does. He's crafty. He's crafty. I, 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 I really need us to get this because he's 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 sneaky. 
he's 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 cunning. Okay, he's 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 devious. He's shrewd. I'm just trying to. I'm not promoting who he is, but I'm just trying to show you who he is. He don't just come at you with fire coming out of his mouth. If the devil came at you with fire coming out of his mouth, you're going to run. Okay? But he's very cunning, very shrewd. All right? And so, and so, and so we have to be very careful. Because one of the things, and, I'm gonna, and we're going to deal with this, he uses gossip to train you in releasing and entertaining offense. I want y'all to get that. He uses the gossip to train you in releasing and entertaining offense. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Watch this. If, 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 If he can get us to entertain it, then he knows now he... Where our focus is. See, our focus should, maybe in that situation, our focus should be on pleading the blood of Jesus. <laughs> our focus should be on speaking life. Okay, speaking health. I say it, speaking wealth, whatever you want to speak. But if he can get us to entertain offense, that's where he wants us. Look at look what it says. Gossip and demeaning imaginations journey together. Very seldom you hear good gossip. Y'all ain't gonna talk about that to me. <laughs> very, very seldom you hear good tea. You know, what's the tea? Very seldom. That's because gossip and demeaning imaginations, they journey together. And where you find one, you often find the other. Hear me tonight. Hear me tonight. Hear me tonight. Hear me. Vexing imaginations can cause you to attack others by empowering you to gossip. How many of you know the devil can empower us to gossip? That's why some of y'all gossip so good. You've been empowered. <laughs> You've been empowered by the devil. That ain't the Holy Ghost power. The Holy Ghost power don't make you gossip. Y'all, y'all, y'all follow me here. I've experienced people, I've known people, I've experienced people entertaining imaginations that, you know, that they they use the telephone to pass all that stuff on. Some folks stay on the phone all day long just gossiping. Now, when you speak of gossiping, watch this. Once again, I said, I never really heard of good gossip. If, if you got something good to say, that's good news. That's not good gossip. Okay? Can I help us here tonight? Gossiping is a sin. You need to write that down. Gossiping is a sin. You don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't fornicate. You don't commit adultery. You don't cuss. Okay? Because those are known sins. You're going to hell for that. But all sin is sin. Gossiping, spreading rumors is a sin. I need y'all to get that. Spreading rumors is a sin. It is destructive and should not be engaged in. It was just a rumor. You don't even know it to be true. (laughs) Don't spread it. Don't spread it. You don't know if it's truth. She said, he said, that they said. You can't even put a name to who said it. Gossiping is a sin. And watch this. Like witchcraft, and we dealt with that last week. Like witchcraft, it is a work of the flesh. 
says, what, what he started off the lesson, I think scripture, he starts off, he says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. All of this is flesh. All right? And if we're not careful, our flesh will get away from us. How many of you know we have to control our flesh? So, 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 if, if, if you don't like something someone said or has done, the best thing to do is pray for them. Everybody say pray for them. <laughs> but don't talk spitefully about them. And you know what, y'all? Please trust me. Please trust me. That's hard not to do. I don't care what y'all say. I don't care how holy you look right now. Just Pat, that's hard not to do. But we want to let folk know. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. But if we pray for them and not talk spitefully about them and let God handle it. Isn't it amazing how we always talk about what we letting God handle, but it look like we handling it for God? If you're going to let God handle it, let God handle it. Get out of it. Okay? Have, have, have eyes to see, spiritual eyes to see. Okay? That God don't need our help to handle nothing. Okay? And so we, we really can't afford to harm children with our tongues. Bible Discovery Hour, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about taming the tongue. This little member is the hardest thing in the world to tame. Come on. We'll get right off of Bible study and start talking about people. Y'all ain't got to talk back here to me. <laughs> you know why? Because this little member is hard to tame. But we have to see what the word of God says about it. Okay? May you be enlightened. Okay? Now, once again, imagination is a gift. It's a gift. You should spend it wisely. So, 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 if you find yourself gossiping, just stop. Pray, Lord, help me bridle my tongue. Help me, help me, help me. Some of us need more help than others. That's okay. That's okay. Okay, some of us need help, more help than others. But you got to start somewhere. Start somewhere. Lord, help me. Help me to bridle my tongue. And when other people are gabbing to you about somebody else, you know, you know, you got some folk who won't say nothing about nobody, but they listen to everything you got to say about somebody else. Don't be a garbage can. Okay? Don't, 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 don't be a garbage can. When other people bring stuff to you, remember. Remember this, if you don't remember nothing else. Most gossip is not true. Number one, most gossip is not true. And there's always two different sides to every story. You got to stop listening to one side of the story and come into a conclusion. You come into a conclusion because you hear one side of the story. First of all, first of all, first of all, the story ain't none of your business nine times out of ten anyway. That, that, that's number one. Okay. But then we want to take one side of the story, but there's always two sides to, to the story. I don't, need, I don't need Michael coming over here telling me all about Asia. I don't. Because I'm quite sure that his story ain't going to match her story completely. Because anybody with common sense always make their story sound better. Oh, y'all, 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 y'all don't want to talk back into me. Huh? Your side is going to always be better. And so, 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 there's two sides to every story. So if they are chattering, talking about, gossiping, about someone today, I got news for you. You probably next on the list. 
<laughs> You're next on the list. Why you listen to them talk about somebody else? You next. Okay? Because you may not say nothing. Hold that tongue. Because the same person they're gossiping about, you say something, they may just go back to that person that they're gossiping about and tell them what you just said. I, I need y'all to follow me. And this is where the spirit of confusion comes in at. Of he said that, she said. You got to know I have a rule in St. Luke Church, and I've had this rule for years. I've had it for years. Don't ever come to me talking about what somebody said. I don't want to know. I don't care. Even if it's about me, I don't care. Don't bring it to me. If you just have to bring it to me, if you just have to, you just can't hold it. You just, woo. May I encourage you, bring the person who said it with you. <laughs> you know why? Because there's always two sides to every story. I need y'all to know something here. I'm not going to be here all night, but I'm just kind of going to take my time. Gossip transfers thoughts and imaginations to others. Be very careful what you say because it transfers thoughts and imaginations to others. If I just kept my mouth shut, there's one less thing that could have been transferred into somebody else's imagination and thought process. Okay. Be careful what words you take into your heart. Be careful. Words are important. Can we get a little bit of wisdom? Let's, 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 let's get a little wisdom from Solomon. Solomon says in Proverbs 4, write this scripture down, verse 23-24. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Okay? So be careful what you allow to get in there. Okay? Your life depends on it. And then he says, put away from thee a forward mouth and a perverse lips. Put far from thee. He said, remove this honesty from your mouth. Put deceptive speech far away from your lips. Put it away. Now, now, when you look at this scripture, I need y'all to understand it. I want y'all to have truth. I want you to be knowledgeable in the word of God here tonight. This is not only personal parting from having a defiled tongue, but it is also separation from those with bad mouths. It's a separation. Separation is especially important in living a life of wisdom. Bad mouths don't promote wisdom. <laughs> they don't promote wisdom. And then I, I got to throw in verse number 25, even though I just said 23, 24, but look down at verse 25. He says, let your eyes look straight ahead <laughs> and your sight be focused in front of you. You can't go nowhere looking backwards. Okay? Let your eyes look straight ahead. That's amazing when you look at the Bible. Anytime you read scripture and you look at the Bible, they don't just talk about the eyes because you can't talk about the eyes without talking about the lips. You can't talk about the lips without talking about the heart. You can't talk about the heart, okay, without talking about something else, the ears. Here's the reason why. Many members, but one body. One always affects the other. Did you not know that your mouth can affect your eyes? Because <laughs> it could cause you to get your eyes knocked out. Y'all know y'all missed it. Y'all know. 
So when the Bible talks about the different members, the reason why it does that is because we're one body. So what we allow the eyes to behold will affect our character. It's what you see. Okay, your eyes affect your character. Be careful. That little song, little eyes, what you look at. Be careful ears, what you hear. Be careful little feet where you go. <laughs> okay, because it all affects our character. It affects who we are. All right, when you look at the heart, our heart, our feelings of love and desire, dictates to a great extent how we live because we always find time to do what we enjoy. I mean, I know you're going to find time to do whatever you enjoy. That's a lesson all by itself. No matter how tired you are, if you enjoy it, you're going to muster up enough strength. You're going to press your way to the mall. <laughs> if you enjoy shopping, Whatever you enjoy doing, that's what you're going to do. So Solomon tell us, guard your hearts above all else. Making sure we concentrate on those desires that will keep us on the right path. Make sure your affections lead you in the right direction. Come on, put boundaries on your desires. How many of y'all know we got to put boundaries on our desires? I'm trying to get y'all to see tonight. <laughs> Don't go after everything you see. He said, look straight ahead. Keep your eyes fixed on your goal. We get distracted too easy. We get distracted too easy. He said, keep your eyes fixed on your goal and do not get sidetracked or detour that lead to sin. All right, a wandering mind will always lead us into sin. A wandering mind. Because when your mind is wondering, you'll fool around and see something that you weren't expecting to see. <clears throat> I think this here's a good one. Let me let me let me let me let me let me spring something up on you real quick. I'm gonna spring it up on you real quick. The best time for you to hold your tongue is the time you feel you must say something or bust. <laughs> That's the best time to hold your time when you just know you're getting ready to bust. Uh-uh, hold it, hold it, hold it, because what's getting ready to come out ain't going to be good. It just ain't going to be good. Can you guys believe, can you guys believe, and nobody better not laugh at me, and you don't, do not confirm this. But can you guys believe I used to have a problem talking? And I don't mean stuttering, I just mean talking. I just, I just had a problem. I just, I just, I just, I could not address issues. People, run, people would run all over me because I just did not, you know, express myself. I just, I just didn't know how. Now, here was one thing I discovered, <clears throat> that when I couldn't take no more, I would bust. And then, oh, if I busted, woo, I could tell you what I needed you to know. And it would flow. It'd be like that song, Flow to You. Oh, no, that's the wrong song. I'm sorry. It would be at you. And it would flow. But that wasn't good. That wasn't good. So the best time that we hold our tongue should be a time that, you know, sometimes we feel, oh, I got to say something. Woo, I just can't go. I got to say it. Okay, let me put scripture. Can I put, I keep telling y'all, use the word. Paul said it may be lawful, but not expedient. All right? It may be lawful. You may have every right. Somebody put in the chat. Um, okay, whatever. 
you may have every right to address it. But how many of y'all know timing? Come on, how many of y'all know timing is very important? Sometimes it's not what you say, it's the time you say it. <coughs> timing is very important. Somebody say that, say timing is very important. So hold your tongue when you feel like you're getting ready to bust. Look what, look, 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 look what he says in Romans 16, 17. Write it down. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine. And when we speak of doctrine, we're speaking of principle. We're speaking of rules which you have learned and avoid them. Uh-oh. In the translation, brothers and sisters, I urge you to watch out those people who make division. Some people have the ministry of division. They have the ministry, their own ministry. Watch out for those people who create divisions and who make others fall away from Christian faith. Now, here's what he says. By teaching doctrine principles, that is not the same as you have learned. He says, stay away from them. Now, 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 now I want y'all to catch this. Write this down on a piece of paper, but I want you to get it. He says, mark them, mark them. The word mark means investigate, contemplate. He says, you even get to scrutinize them. Now, of course, he was talking in here, he's talking about teachers, talking about false teachers. We got to be very careful because there's a lot of false teachers out there today. Just like there's a lot of false bill collectors. Anybody else get a call from SDG&E talking about if you don't pay your bill, they're going to turn it off? And here's the sad part about it. I have SDG&E phone number in my phone. And the hackers, when they call the number, it says SDG&E. It is the exact same number. I like to jive them. You got to know me. And I get them on the telephone and say, if you don't pay $200, who do I pay it to? Gas and Electric said, nobody, they'll never call you. Don't fall in that trap. I don't know who I'm talking to. All right? First natural, then spiritual. When you get stuff on your email and you check it with your phone, don't pull it up on your phone and start putting in your personal information on your phone. You go to a regular computer or you call them. Okay? We're going, to, we're going to suspend your bank account. Call this number, 1-800. Come on here. Don't call it. You got to be a, what's this? You got to be a deceit. He said, investigate false teachers in order to distinguish them from true teachers. This goes to investigate believers, saints, those who are genuine. And then write down 1 John 4 and 1. He says, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many, not just a few, he says, but many are going out into the world. So be careful. Try the spirit whether it's of God. So he said, number one, mark them. Mark them. You got to mark them. You got to mark them. Those tittle-tattle gossipers, false uh, prophets, people that's not spreading the truth, you got to mark them. Scrutinize them. Don't just take it in because it sounds good. Okay? Study yourself. Study to show yourself approval unto God. And then he says, not only mark them, but then he says, watch this. Watch you scrutinize them, once you investigate them, and, and you discover that they have the wrong spirit, that spirit is not of God, then he says, avoid them. Avoid them. 
Avoid them. This command is too strong for the carnal-minded person. <laughs> okay? But you got to avoid them. If you want to stay wholesome spiritually and not be all wrapped up and tied up in strange beliefs, we have to separate ourselves, okay, from all that which is false. It's bad news for us spiritually. And so watch this. When we read books or we listen to sermons, while we fill our spirit throughout the day, all right, let's, 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 let's check the content of what is written. Don't just grab it and run with it, okay? Let's, let's, let's check it out, whatever's written, whatever's said, so that we won't be fooled by smooth talk and glowing words. I don't want y'all to just take whatever I say. When you get out of the Bible study, you ought to have enough notes. Do a fact check. <laughs> Do a fact check on Bible study. It's okay. Christians who study God's word, asking him to reveal the truth, will not be fooled. Okay? You can't be fooled. Even though superficial Christians may easily be taken in. Don't, don't, don't. He's saying, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Check it with the word of God. He said in verse number 18 of Romans 6 and, and, and 16, right now, also 18, verse 18. He says, people like these are not serving Christ our Lord. They're serving their own desires by their smooth talk and flattering words. And then here's the part. He said, they deceive unsuspecting people. That's how they get people. In other words, gullible people. Don't be gullible. Open your eyes. Don't be gullible. Uh, also, naive people. Okay? Innocent people. I mean, I know innocent people have got wrapped up, tied up in a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, innocent as you could be. So he talks about gossiping, tittle-tattle, tattletales. Let's not entertain that. Because what happens is that gets into our minds. I say something about Brother Chris to Brother Mike. Remember, Michael wasn't even thinking about Brother Chris. Now all of a sudden, Michael's mind is going. And then watch this. Then when we sign, now watch this. Then when we sign on the man cave, who's who's Michael gonna be looking at? Brother Chris. <laughs> Based upon something that I said. So, 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 so y'all listen to this. Imagination spoken against a church can keep leadership dealing with divisions and squabbles and contention all the time. But God didn't call us to deal. That, that's not my calling, is to break up your fights. <laughs> that's not, God didn't call me to break up your fights. He didn't. Okay? Because those fights are a part of the flesh. Okay? So what happened is they keep them occupied with things that are not true. I, I don't have time to be occupied with stuff that ain't true. And when imagination's attacked, it makes people want to give up and quit. All right? Here's something else. Here's something else. I'm going to put this one in, too. Woo, I'm going to put this in. I'm going to put this one in. Boy, I'm going to put this one in tonight, and I'm almost finished. Avoid the gossip mongers, if that's a word. Avoid the gossip mongers within the church that attack leadership and dismantle the unity of the congregation and vision of the house. Okay? Avoid those people. Avoid those people. Can I help y'all? You shouldn't let nobody talk about the leadership of the church. You shouldn't. You shouldn't let nobody talk about the leadership of the church. Because what ended up happening is it it, it it's, it dismantles the unity of the congregation. 
Now we got people whispering in our ears. <laughs> because most people that gossip whisper. They're whispers, not worshipers. Oh, that's good. Let's be worshipers and not whispers. I'll be making that stuff, I guess. But what it does, it dismantles, it breaks up, it tears down, it demolishes. Okay? The unity of the church. Now the vision can't go forth. The vision can't go forth when there's division in the house. Can't get much accomplished when there's division in the house. Mark the person. Avoid the person. Okay? Where there is unity, there is what? Everybody ought to say strength. A house divided, this is word, y'all. All I'm doing is quoting scriptures. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Let unity abide. Stop the confusion, even in your home, right where you at right now. If there's confusion and disharmony in the home, you can't get nothing accomplished. Eventually, it'll dismantle, it'll destroy, it'll tear down the home. All right? Let me wrap it up. Let me wrap it up. Eleanor Roosevelt said, I want y'all to write this down, so I'm going to give you a minute. Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. Uh-oh. Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. Uh-oh. So confusion, despair, <coughs> gossiping, they are common weapons of the enemy. They can come when others talk spitefully against you or during times of discouragement and rejection. That's, that's bad when you kick a person while they're already down. And how they come is not as important as knowing how to battle against them. We got to know how to battle against it. I mean, I know Christ is not the author of confusion. <clears throat> if there's confusion, Christ is not in it. He's the finisher of our faith. Okay? And notice something. He never taught his disciples to battle with fleshly weapons, but with spiritual ones. Here is the action exercise. Here it is. It's recorded in Luke 10, 19. Ten nineteen. This is the action exercise. Luke 10, 19 simply says, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing by any means shall hurt you. Use that authority today. Use it tonight. And attacked every power of darkness, confusion, despair, and offense that battles your soul. He says, I've given you power 
Huh? I've given you power over the enemy. You have power over depression. Come on here, talk to me, somebody. You have power over fear. God says, I've given it to you. So, so I'm only I'm only telling you that you have it because God said I gave it to you. You got to, you have to know what you possess. Don't let the devil keep pushing you from pillar to post. Disturbing your mind. All right? Have you living a life of confusion and a life of fear? A life of shame? Use the authority that God has given you. Attack every power. Everything that's not like God. Attack it. Because he says nothing shall by any means hurt you. All right? But 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 you have to put on the eyes. You have to see like he sees. We have to control this mouth, control this tongue. You can't release Holy Ghost power and be cussing at the same time. Come on, somebody. Use the authority. Use the authority. So with that, with that, I need you to know one more thing. I need you to know one more thing. The mind is not immune to the consequences of corrupt, evil reasoning. The mind, okay, is not immune to the consequences of corrupt, evil reasoning. And so since, watch this, since the mind is not immune, okay, since the mind is not immune, and how many of y'all know there are consequences? <laughs> there are consequences. Okay. Immune simply means protected. So your mind is not protected from the consequences of corrupt, evil reasoning. And because of that, next week, we're going to deal with and we're going to discover the process and then we're going to find the escape. There's a process to this. There's a process. And then we're going to find the escape. It's one thing to talk about it. Now, you all do know that Scripture says he'll make a way to escape. The scripture does say that, don't it? And so since scripture says it, that means there must be there must be an escape route. We're gonna we're gonna discover the process. First of all, of the consequences of corrupt evil reasoning. Some people's reasoning is just evil. <laughs> we got to deal with that. Okay? And then we're going to deal with, we're going to find a way to escape. So for these last two weeks, basically what we talked about, let me just recap real quick for about a minute. I told you all that spiritual battles are not fought with fleshly weapons. We talked about spiritual warfare is using the word of God and your delegated authority to oppose demonic opposition against you. We talked about before we attack principalities, powers, we have to learn how to pull down the warring thoughts and imaginations that rise within us. We talked about how spiritual warfare against the mind releases fear, confusion, despair, and offense. And please don't forget this one. One of the surest signs of spiritual attack against the mind is the feeling that you want to throw up your hands and quit. The devil wants you to throw up both hands. He wants you to throw in the towel. 
and he wants you to quit. But how many of y'all know, know? How many of y'all know the devil is a liar? He's a liar. Come too far where we started from. Nobody told us that the road was going to be easy. And guess what? Uh, I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but things going to get worse before they get better. They're going to be worse before they get better. That's why it's very important. It's very important how we see. Because how we see determines what we say. How we see and what we see determines what we think. What we see determines how we feel. Come on, somebody. What we see determines. Okay? And so that's why he said, I pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. But blind people can't see. I'm glad I once was blind. <laughs> Somebody put that in the chat now and I'm done. Somebody put that in the chat. I once was blind, but now I see. <laughs> I once was blind, but now I see. And how many of y'all know once you get sight, you don't want to be blind again? Not once you get, not, uh -uh, not once you have your sight. You don't want to, you know, uh, uh, not too long ago, I saw a blind man standing in the dark trying to cross the street. I felt so bad for him. But then I thought, I thought to myself, I said, well, that's normal for him if that's the way he was born. That's normal for him. You don't know what light is. You don't know what light is. That's, that, that's his life. That's where he lives all his life. But once your eyes have been opened, once you've been enlightened, you don't have a desire to go back the other way. God bless y'all. May heaven shine on you. Let's watch.